Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. We shared recently on this podcast about expectations as you're getting ready to get married. And the truth is there are a lot of unknowns about our future together. I mean, health issues, uh, stresses, all sorts of things come up that you never anticipated. And it's okay. I'm John Fuller, along with my friends and Focus colleagues, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Greg, uh, we heard from you and Aaron about expectations in marriage, and you admitted you were perfect, so that was easy. (laughs) What were the fears, though, that you had, if any, about walking down the aisle and saying, this is it, this is the relationship? Well, since I was the son of a guy named Gary Smalley, who was kind of one of the original marriage experts and spoke everywhere around the world, had like 60 books on marriage, honestly, my greatest fear was that I would never measure up. Hmm to him as a husband and the example that I, that I saw in my, my parents weren't perfect. And, and I knew that. And there were things about their marriage that quite frankly, I, I didn't want to be a part of ours, but I was really, really worried going, man, I'll never be like that. And mm-hmm. I, it was almost like I needed to apologize to Aaron going, you know, I, I know, you know, my dad and you've seen what he's done. Please don't put that on me. And that was my fear huh. that she would expect Gary Smalley you know, and really what she was getting was, was great. Was great. So that was a big yeah. fear. Hmm. Well, let's go ahead and hear more from a very honest conversation uh, that Jim Daly had with Joshua and Raquel Rogers. They've been married over a decade, and they have had to work through a lot of difficulties, including some real significant cultural differences in their marriage. So many guests, John, that we have on the broadcast, the Yurkoviches and Gary Chapman and others. There's so much that we learn in our childhood Mm -hmm. that trigger us. Um, And then we get married in our 20s, typically, and all those triggers start getting punched again, whatever that might be, insecurity, you know, whatever it is. And it leads to combat in the marriage rather than growth. Hopefully, over time, it leads to growth. The shorter the time, the better. So Joshua, in that respect, uh, your childhood experiences, how, how did you see those affecting your marriage? I grew up in a Christian home with two Christian parents. They loved each other. Um, they loved the Lord. And the deck was just stacked against them. Uh, there was just one catastrophe after the, the other. Two siblings, you know, from my dad's first marriage who died. And, you know, the the dominoes fell over and over again until... When I was 12, you know, my dad, he had left before just to go find himself. And he said for the last time, I'm leaving. And Cinderella took that glass slipper and she threw it at him and said, go away. I don't want to see you again. And I watched their marriage collapse Mm -hmm. over the course of that time. And it was so confusing because you've got your dad who's supposed to be playing this role of like Father God in your life. And then he's abandoning your mom. And what lesson I learned is that marriage is not safe. Um, it is dangerous. And so I became extremely legalistic in college, and I was like, I, I, this is a quote, I'm going to be a eunuch for Christ. Um, because it's easier? Because I am going to distance myself from the thing that can hurt me. So I would say, I'm not going to date because I don't want to have a mini divorce. But what I was saying was, I don't want to ever put myself in the position my parents did. So what I wanted out of marriage was, and I eventually came to the place that I wanted it was, it's either going to be awesome or either it's going to be a mess. My marriage has to be awesome. So when we would butt heads, it would agitate me so much because it would bring out not just my weaknesses, but the weakness of the whole ideal that I had. Mm. Boy, that I mean, that's powerful. 
And that's, you know, we're going to explore more how, how you deal with that. But that is uh, insightful mm-hmm. as to what you were seeking in your marriage. So you had this incredibly high bar, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, and the bar was not what my parents had. Instead, amazing. You know when you say to yourself, Lord, I'm never going to do that. You know what he hears. Lord, send me in this direction so I can learn the things I need to learn. (laughs) So Raquel, I mean, okay, so you get into this marriage. Did you realize that about Joshua? Did you know this high expectation of marriage and commitment was there? Did he talk about that? You hardly Um, knew me. Yeah. So our (laughs) dating story was very short. We met and... Four months later, he proposed. Five months after that, we were married. And so in less than a year, we met, were married, and really it was as soon as we got engaged, we started to butt heads immediately, you know, fighting for control and having to make all these life-changing decisions in a very quick period of time. And so I wasn't necessarily thinking about his expectations in marriage, although we did go over that in premarital counseling and butted some heads some more. But we were just immediately started hashing it out. We culturally are very different. You know, he's uh, comes from a Southern patriarchal culture and I'm Puerto Rican and I come from a matriarchal culture where there are amazing, strong women. And so we didn't notice it at the time, but we were butting heads over our expectations of marriage. And um, I think it was probably an engagement, though. I mean, literally, it had been just, I mean, tiptoeing through the tulips. And then the next morning, we start talking, negotiating. And <laughs> that's where it all falls apart. And I think that so much of any of our conflicts have come back to negotiation. And um, I think what I did not even admit to myself until maybe last year is that then, and in a lot of my marriage, as this like, I'm the Southern man, I'm this strong spiritual leader, um, that I was like, that woman is not going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So now it became combat. Oh yeah, and but from, from her place, I mean, this is a, she comes from a family of some strong, like amazing women. And, and I was saying the same thing internally, I'm not gonna let him tell me what to do. And so, but this was really perfect opportunities for us to really, look at ourselves. It's so easy in marriage, going back to the Garden of Eden, to point the finger at the other person and say, he did it, she did it, Uh, you know, Satan did it. But really in marriage, it's so important. What has helped us grow is looking within ourselves and say, God, why am I responding this way? What do you want me to see about me? And most importantly, what do you want me to see about you? Because you are right here in the everyday, ordinary, messy, big life decisions, hard decisions, and, you know, raising kids' life. Yeah. You know, I really love the transparency that we heard from Joshua and Raquel some very tender hearts, and obviously God has done some remarkable work in their relationship. Aaron, there are some who are listening, um, probably thinking, I come from a really broken home. How can I have hope? Offer some hope. Mm -hmm. So often people do have the fear of, I'm going to show up like my mom did, I'm going to show up like my dad did, and it's recognizing I am not my mom. I am not my dad. I learned things from them. And my job is to become aware of what did I learn? What fears, what triggers did I develop as a result of the home I grew up in? But we get to decide what we carry forth. 
I will say, I see quite commonly when we make a vow, I will never become my mom. I will never become my dad, that sometimes we find ourselves becoming that. So it's important to do that internal work, that emotional work, that healing work of as a result of this family of origin that I'm coming from with brokenness, we all come from some level of dysfunction or brokenness. How did this impact me? What did I internalize as a result of that? Yeah, and I I love that because really, Aaron, what you're saying is that you are not your parents and your marriage story doesn't have to be what theirs was. And you're totally in charge of that. I would encourage you guys to sit down It doesn't matter if you're dating, engaged, or if you've been married 30 years. Have this conversation. Say, what what do we want to replicate from our parents' marriage? Because there there were probably good things. There may be a good thing, but Mm -hmm. whatever it is, what do we want to replicate? What do we want to avoid? Just the other day, Aaron and I were having this sort of conversation just, I don't know how we got on this topic, but we were just talking about things that we noticed in our own parents' marriages that that we definitely didn't want. And, and it's just good to have those conversations. I think it's a powerful addition, though, to talk about what marriage legacy do we want to leave our children. Our children are always watching. They're learning how to be married based on what they're seeing from us. And are we intentionally going, you know, I, I want our kids to to see that we are fully 100% lifelong committed. And I say to my kids all the time that I'm with your mom till the end. Like that there's, that'll never change. So I want to be known as a man and a husband who who is fully, totally committed. I want our kids, when they talk about our marriage, they go, man, they had a whole lot of fun but then they had a, a, a strong calling from God, and they went out together and ministered to other couples. In in the time it took away from us, in the times where they left us in the care of a of a, a very good sitter, <laughs> that that it was because God was calling them to to do that. So talk about what what do you want your marriage legacy mm. to be? That's really good and. Uh, I want to just encourage you to get in touch with us if you're struggling with that. Um, certainly look for a copy of the book by Joshua Rogers, Confessions of a Happily Married Man. It'll help you kind of unpack some of those pasts and realize I am in control of what happens here. We do have choices. It can be better. Uh, but Joshua's book is great. It's got some superb insights, and uh, it's a fun read. Also, um, I'll point out our marriage assessment. More than a million people have taken that, and uh, we do have additional resources as well. All of that is in the show notes. And then, of course, one final note. If you need to talk to a counselor, get in touch. We're a phone call away. We can set up a free consultation over the phone and help connect you with a professional in your area. Our number, 800, the letter A in the word family. And as I said, check the show notes for more details. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.